Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Friday, September the 9th of the 23rd week of the year. Our reading this morning comes to us by way of St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verses 16 through 19 and 22 through 27. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 16 through 19 and 22 through 27. We hear a great deal of talk today in our psychologically therapeutic culture about obsessive compulsive behavior. People who have this inner urge that's practically non-resistant, they, they, they are driven, they are driven to the point of doing the same things over and over again. And somehow, if they don't do a specific behavior, they feel uh, completely out of sorts, uh, misdirected, disorganized. And a compulsion is something that we do not do freely. It's something that is uh, an urge within us that on the rational level may not make sense. It uh, defies reason and common sense, but it's something that we often feel that we have to do. Much of it has to do with our insecurity, our fears, and our anxieties. For example, the person who must continually wash their hands, no matter that they touch nothing or they didn't come into Uh, contact with a contaminant, but they feel the need to do the washing again and again and again. Uh, Some people have a compulsion about making sure the lights are out, and so they'll turn the light on and off, on and off, to make sure that it's off, and they're always worrying that they left the light on or some appliance on, even though they know that they've checked it three or four times. And there are many compulsions or rituals that take control of us. St. Paul, this morning in his letter to the Corinthians, he says that preaching the gospel, which he has been called to do by Christ himself, is not the subject of a boast. It's not something that he's boastful about because Very simply, he has not earned it. It's not of his own making. It's something that he has received. But he says, I am under compulsion and have no choice. Does that mean that St. Paul is psychologically disoriented? No, not at all. He goes on and he says, I am ruined if I do not preach it. I am ruined because he has received this great gift, this grace that Paul, who had persecuted the church as Saul, met the Lord Jesus on the road to Damascus and has been given the great gift of preaching the gospel to the whole world, to the Jews and to the Gentiles, the great apostle to the Gentiles, that those who are outside of the original covenant 
with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob are now brought in to the covenant, to the universal will of God that all people, all nations, all that exist come under the loving rule and reign of Almighty God, the Creator. He said, I am ruined. He means that he has betrayed the gift that has been given him to preach the gospel. He says, uh, if I do it willingly, notice he brings his will back into it. I have my recompense. If I unwillingly preach it, I am nonetheless entrusted with a charge. He has a charge. He's been given a mission. And this recompense of mine, it is simply this, that when preaching, I offer the gospel free of charge and do not make full use of the authority the gospel gives me. That is, he doesn't preach for himself. He doesn't preach for money. He doesn't preach to gain influence or power or control. He does it because he has been given that great gift by Almighty God to preach the gospel. And it's not simply the person who climbs in the pulpit on Sunday morning and preaches. It's not simply the priest or the deacon. Through our baptism, we have the same charge. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel daily. Doesn't mean we get in a soapbox. We don't stand on the, on the corner. We don't walk around with our Bible uh, wherever we go, uh, quoting scripture and uh, informing people about the word of God. It means that we are called to preach by the way in which we live our everyday lives. In our words, yes, and in our actions, in our thoughts and in our prayers. That is, some of our most effective preaching is done by our simple everyday example of doing what the Lord has called us to. And in doing that out of love, God's grace is at work. We sow, we water, we give example, but it is the Lord that makes it grow. It is the Lord that nurtures and cultivates the crop. The word of God, rich as it is, it is ultimately God who makes it grow and develop into a rich harvest. We are privileged by our baptism preach by our daily example, how we live within our families, how we live our life in the everyday things that call us in our, in our home, but also in our places of work, our school, our neighborhood, our daily interactions. We are preaching. We are preaching that Jesus Christ is Lord Oh, we are counter-preaching by the example we give. That is our charge. That is through our baptism 
we too have been blessed and gifted with the mission to go and preach to that part of the world that you touch and you touch in your own unique, specific way raised by God to preach. Again, not in a pulpit, not on a soapbox or a street corner, but to preach the gospel by the way in which you live. And Paul goes on and he adds, he says, I am not bound to anyone. But I make my slave, I make myself the slave of all, so as to win over as many as possible. To the weak, I become a weak person, to winning the weak. I have made myself all things to all men, in order to save at least some of those. In fact, I do all that I do for the sake of the gospel in the hope of saving as many as possible and to receive a share in the blessings. That is, Paul does not set himself apart from the people whom he preaches. He's not arrogant. He's not self-righteous and superior and prideful. No, He's not, he's not that. He becomes one with those in his own weakness, his own sinfulness. But he has been given the gift and he wants to share that gift. That's effective preaching. To be one with and also to point to the one who says, come as you are, but you don't have to stay as you are. Come as you are and be lifted up, transformed, filled with the Holy Spirit, so that you can become the person that God has meant you to be, and you can become by grace. And he uses an example from sports, doesn't he? He says, while all the runners in the race take part, the award only goes to one person. So run to win. That is, use every day. Don't don't waste. Don't 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 lay back. But get up and run the race because the race you're running towards is life on high with Christ. He says athletes de uh, deny themselves all sorts of things. There's a great discipline in being an athlete. But why do they do it? He says they do it to win a crown of leaves that withers, but we a crown that is imperishable. All the trophies, all the accolades, the awards, the wreaths of the Olympics, all of the great badges of honor, they grow dusty and old in time they fade, they're forgotten. But we are running the race daily for an imperishable crown, life on high with Christ. And he says, he doesn't run like a man who loses sight of the finish line. Don't lose sight of your goal. I do not fight as if I were chattel boxing. 
He doesn't do that. What I do is discipline my own body and master it for fear that having preached to others, I myself should be rejected. Wow. I myself should be rejected. I've been so busy preaching to others. Have I forgotten to make sure that I am running the race and I am living what I am preaching? I claim to be a Christian. Am I close to Christ? I claim a certain degree of relationship with God and of holiness. But have I nurtured that holiness and that relationship? He always returns back to his own weaknesses, his own, uh, his own flaws. He never loses sight of that because he knows that all is grace. So let us today, in our own lives, renew our vocation, our call, our grace, to live and preach the gospel. Let us not lose sight of that imperishable crown waiting for us in the presence of God. Let us discipline ourselves to make sure that we are not disqualified by our own lack of self-awareness of our need for maintenance of ourselves spiritually so that we may indeed run to win the race to receive the crown, to receive being in the presence of Almighty God. God bless you.